Welcome to the CCA on the Air podcast. My name is Brandon Protus, and I'm a strategy director at Complete College America. Today on CCA on the Air, we are speaking with Alejandra Garcia. She is a paralegal at an immigrant law firm in Dallas, Texas, and Marianne Vargas. She's actually a policy analyst here at Complete College America. And we're talking to them both because they are both graduates from the College Academy in Davie, Florida, which partners with Broward Community College. And we're going to be discussing their experiences and reflections from participating in an early college program and how it's impacted their academic and career trajectory. So first of all, welcome Marianne, welcome Alejandro. It's great to have you both here. So to start us off, um, early college, dual enrollment, concurrent enrollment programs, they can vary a lot between states, cities, even just between programs. So each one is a little bit different. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the College Academy where you uh, attended and just talk about how it's set up and how it's maybe different from dual or concurrent enrollment programs. Yeah, so our program started by recruiting us in the 10th grade and they recruited by looking, I believe at like the top 20% GPA-wise students in the county and then choosing from there, which we can talk about that later as to why that is or is not necessarily equitable. Then the program lasted two years in the last two years of high school. And it was split between high school courses and college courses that were all on the Broward College campus. We could choose our own schedules for the college courses, depending on what courses are available, but the high school courses were fixed. Um, and we had to take those every single day, Monday through Friday. And the ex we got college credits for everything, even the high school courses, and we were expected to graduate with our associates. Okay, that's awesome. So I'm going to ask you to go back to memory lane then. So obviously you're no longer that 16-year-old in 10th grade, but if you can tap into who you were then, I'm curious both from your individual, individual perspective and your family's perspective, like hearing about this early college program, what it meant to you. I can answer this. So for me, the way that I found out about it is I got, I, I think, a postcard in the mail inviting me to one of the open houses. Uh, I didn't, I don't think, I don't remember having a lot of information, but I just told my mom, like, we should just go and see what it is. Um, and then from there, we went to this big orientation in this auditorium and there were a whole bunch of students just talking about their experience and everything that they've gotten. They got a few students coming back that already had graduated and they were talking about their experience. And I just remember leaving really excited and just, I, I couldn't stop talking about it to my mom just because to me, it was so cool to go and get college credits and I'd start at a new school and, in a way, I kind of felt special to be invited to this. Um, so that was kind of like how I found out about it. And did, Miriam, did you know about it like beforehand or was that kind of how you found out too? I didn't know about it at all. I found out also through the, um, when they sent out the mail to everybody saying that we can apply. And uh, yeah, I just remember thinking that it sounded too good to be true. I really, really didn't want to leave my high school because like all my best friends are there who I'm still best friends with. And I didn't want to leave those connections, but I just couldn't turn it down. You know, 
college classes, you have graduate or associates. It's like, how do you say no to that? Yeah. So, so that's how you first found out <clears throat> about College Academy. I, I'd love to hear about your experiences in that early college program. So for me, it was a really hard transition at first. Um, I think it was the first time that it kind of chipped away at this belief that I was a gifted student. <laughs> I had come up my whole life always being top of my class, always straight A's. Um, and then I got there and everybody else was just like me and even smarter sometimes. Um, the classes were challenging, at least at first. It was the first time that I ever got a C on a test. Um, so it was like a pretty rough start. But then I, I guess I kind of got used to it. I made new friends. Um, I saw the value in it. I saw all the resources that we were given and uh, it just became a, a better experience for me overall. How about for you, Marianne? Um, I thought it was really great education wise. I don't, I mean, the, the flexibility was wild to be able to choose my own schedule. You know, all my friends that back home were waking up every day at 6 a.m. to go to school. And sometimes I started at 11. I thought that was fun. Um, <laughs> that, um, I loved having access to the college campus. You know, I could be in the library as much as I wanted. Um, studying there, we were always getting Dunkin' Donuts. Alejandra, do you remember that? <laughs> the iced tea. So what, obviously for lunch was just such a new concept to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, I mean, we were literally college students. With your time, as long as you didn't have class. Yeah, you point, it was a lot of freedom. You point to something, Marian, you just said it. You were literally college students. And that's something that is talked about a lot in that dual enrollment space is having those authentic college experiences. So not college in quotes, but you're treated with the responsibility of a college student. You know, I'm yeah. curious. Now that you look back on it, because uh, you're both working adults and looking at your experiences, um, not from that lens of someone who's in it, but, but from, from a vantage point of experience, are there any specific moments that stand out to you in any significant way that you reflect on differently than you did while you were, while you were a student at the time? Um, I have this very specific moment that I remember that I think about all the time. College Academy was really good at introducing us to colleges. Um, they were really good at bringing in um, big name colleges to come and talk to us about their schools, their programs, everything. And one of the schools was the one I ended up going, which is Tufts University. And I was really excited about going there, but I wasn't really sure what my chances were going to be because I had actually I didn't really have good SAT scores. So I went to speak to um, the the college advisor there um, about it and about my chances and if this was really something that I should go for. This was before I even sent out my application. And I remember her telling me to just do it, um, that I had an edge because I was a minority. I was, a, I was not only Latina, but uh, also female. Uh, and at the moment, I guess I felt, if I'm being truly honest, I felt kind of special in a way like, wow, this is really like part of my identity that hasn't really been advantageous to me before. And now it is. Um, and I was just kind of excited about that. And I remember telling my friends about it. And one of my friends was actually pretty upset. She said that it, it wasn't fair to other people that weren't in minority communities 
um, to have kind of that edge, that like affirmative action type. Um, and I kind of like, I didn't pay too much attention about it, but looking back, now I see it a, a little different just because I guess it made me feel, after I, I actually went to that school and the experience that I had at that school, it almost felt like, that yeah, maybe was I really just chosen just uh, to fill an, a number somewhere, some like statistic or something. And so I have different feelings about that situation now. I mean, it's a really good example of um, the pain and stigma that comes with a microaggression that really speaks directly to uh, to one's identity and, and core of who you are. Yeah. And back then I didn't see it as a microaggression. I just saw like, wow, I, I have something that's special. And now it's just like, how can you sort of reduce all of my accomplishments? I mean, I, I was going to this program that was very selective already, had good grades. Um, and it was just kind of reduced to, yeah, you'll get in just because you, you'll, you'll check that box out for them. Um, as for me, I think when I was in the program, I knew that it was a good opportunity and that I you know, was flexible and that I was lucky. But I just, looking back, I didn't realize the full extent of the advantages that it gave me once I went to college. I got to skip a bunch of common core classes that everybody else had to take and spend money on. I could afford to mess up more in college because I had so many credits. I went in completely exploratory when I started at UF um, and basically had two semesters to figure it out where people could not do that because they had to take these common core classes because they didn't have their associates already. So that program let me really, really just enjoy college almost more than I would I think if I hadn't gone. Um, I didn't have to take 15 credits a semester because I already had so many credits. So I had time to work. I had time to do extracurriculars, research, whatever I wanted to do. I had that extra time because I wasn't piling on extra credits because of this program. So despite, you know, the challenges and stuff that came with it, the fact that I had all that for free was um, looking back. I am so glad that I did it and I would recommend it to anyone. You know, it's interesting. You both talk about uh, your experiences coming from your own personal identity in ways that are both positive and negative. And there's a research and there's a lot of national dialogue going on right now about dual and concurrent and early college programs as an equity strategy for racially minoritized students who've been historically marginalized and excluded from higher education. And so as you talked about that from your own lived experiences, I'm curious um, there's the promise of how we can do this through dual and concurrent enrollment in early college programs. And sometimes we're not living up to that promise. So I'd love to hear your thoughts of how we can make these programs even more centered on equity, um, not just aspirationally, but actually in the practice. So thinking about whether it's recruitment, communication, uh, the language of communication to families, issues around transportation, or other levers that can be either barriers or open up opportunities to um, students. And so both of you, since we're on a podcast, are Latina females, so that informs your perspectives. Love to hear your thoughts about how we can make dual concurrent enrollment and early college programs really equity-centered. So to make the program more equitable, I would start with recruitment. I mentioned before that they recruited from the top 20% of students GPA-wise. 
obviously that's already inherently inequitable and increasing the chances of recruiting mostly white affluent students that this is that need this the least honestly um and we saw that you know we come from really south florida super diverse but somehow our program was like more white than i had ever seen living down here before so starting with that um transportation was huge it was you know on a college campus in the middle of baby um if you didn't have a car you would have to take bus rides for hours every day and a lot of people struggled with that um i would say also lunch was a problem because we didn't have the free lunch programs we had to provide for ourselves oh did we oh i didn't know we had that never mind anyways <laughs> uh what else i would add in of course i mean not having racist faculty and staff that was clearly a problem that we faced but i, I wouldn't say that's exclusive to dual enrollment or early college programs do you have anything you want to add Alejandra? um i think that it would have been nice for them to in, try to incorporate families more my mom had absolutely no idea of anything about the process, what was going on. It was also just difficult for me to explain it to her, um, just what the whole application process was for college, how to find colleges, explain to her why certain programs were better than others. Um, and so I think that it would have been nice to have that to include the families to let them know just because you know from there we were moving on to most of us went to colleges farther away from home and that was also hard for at least my family to try to understand why i was leaving so far away yeah that's a good point there's the the cultural norms about what college is and what college can be that can differ um, amongst different communities. And so the communication and understanding about that. So where did College Academy take you? How did it impact your choices for college where you went when you completed your uh, program and whether it was the Associates or the College Academy program? Uh, I'd love to hear about the colleges you went to after, the, the fields and careers you're in now and, and the impact that this has had on, on, on you. Um, I talked about this a bit, but it did have a pretty big impact on my college experience just because of the, you know, all the credits. <laughs> so I went to the University of Florida. Honestly, I think most people from CA, not most, but a really large proportion of the people that attend CA end up at the University of Florida. And I, back then, they told us that there was almost favorable getting into UF because you we were a part of CA, which is good because UF is hard to get into. So that definitely helped some students boost their way in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I ended up there again because I had so many credits going in. I just had way more opportunity to explore my major. Um, all my courses did transfer. My credits completely transferred. I know that doesn't always happen when people switch from C8 somewhere else, depending on the institution, but my associates completely transferred. So again, I only had to take 12 credits a semester. I was able to work. I was able to do a bunch of extra stuff because I didn't have the 15 credit hour workload on top of exploring different things. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. That's a huge deal, obviously. It's not just it, but that's what it afforded me. I didn't necessarily maintain connections with CA after I left. I was never that involved with um, the college staff, et cetera. They didn't keep in touch with my teachers. It was mostly what that associates did for me. And from then on, I 
graduated with an economics, political science, double major. Um, I completed Teach for America and I am now working in policy and higher education. So definitely very grateful for CA. I love how you talked about not only the credits that you earned, but the flexibility that it gave you in terms of seeing your higher education in different ways and being able to explore. So it's not just the save money, save time, that can definitely be a part of it, but it can also enhance your college experience. And I heard you talk about that. Alejandra, what about you? So to piggyback on that, um, I, I have kind of like the same thing in terms of the credits. Um, so when I went to Tufts University in Boston, um, so over there, they only took five of my credits. So I had to be, I had to choose very specifically which ones. So I, I took a lot of the ones I didn't like the math credits, things like that, that I didn't want to take again. Um, so my journey, I started off as a pre-med major and then quickly learned that I didn't want to do that. Then I turned, um, I majored in history. And because I had these credits, I was able to have enough time to actually get a double major in American studies. So like, just like Marianne, I had enough time to kind of figure things out and not feel so rushed. I also, because of that, like I said, I, I was able to pick up a double major. Um, at, I got a full ride to Tufts. I'd like to say that one of the biggest reasons why I got into that school was because of College Academy. Like I said before, I didn't have good um, SAT scores, but obviously I stood out because I was graduating already with an associate's degree. I had good grades. At Tufts, I was able to study abroad for a semester in Greece for free. I was given all these opportunities, connections. Um, I graduated from there and I went back to Florida and got a job as a paralegal in an immigration law firm. And I do think that one of the reasons why they hired me is, without any experience in that field is because of the school I went to. Um, from there, I've moved on to another law firm here in Dallas, Texas. And now I'm thinking about going to law school. Thank you for sharing about your experiences of early college and how that's really informed your decisions that you made after that. I'm curious how that might compare either similar or different to other students and what they did after their um, experiences at College Academy. Yeah, so I saw students accomplish really remarkable things. I know a lot of College Academy students that graduated in two years since they had their associates and immediately entered the workforce, full-time jobs, full-time benefits by 20, 20 years old, 19 years old, some of them because they had started even K through 12 early. Um, I also know some students that use it to graduate early and enter graduate school programs and spearhead their careers really early that way. So I saw some people that, that attended College Academy that were graduating from law school and starting their careers as lawyers by age 22, or one of them even 21, I believe, um, because of graduating from College Academy. So absolutely incredible things. I took the more flexible route, but I know that people really use it to accelerate their careers. And of course, their entrance into full-time benefits and salaries. You know, Alejandro, you brought up before, you mentioned family, and I'm curious, you know, we've been talking a lot about your individual experiences and the impact it's had on you, but an early college program that you went to can also have an impact on family, friends, larger community. Could you speak to that? 
Yes. So actually my little sister, she ended up going to college academy as well. She's there right now. She's a junior. Um, so she's about to go into her senior year. Um, if I hadn't gone to college academy uh, or known about it, she probably wouldn't have known about it. Um, I've talked to her so much about, you know, guided her through the whole application process. I've talked to her own friends about it. Uh, things that I learned in College Academy about the college application process, I passed on that knowledge to her. Uh, so I just, it's definitely benefited my whole family. One of the things that we also spoke about is that idea of taking authentic college class. So that involves both the coursework itself, um, the academic pieces that in any dual or concurrent enrollment or early college program should match that of the college class. And clearly an early college program, you were on the college campus taking courses with other college students. But there's also the non-academic piece of learning how to navigate college. There's so many unwritten rules and a hidden curriculum in college um, that are pieces of being prepared and being a college student. So what did it mean to you that while you were in high school, you were able to have an authentic college experience? And what does that mean, even authentic college courses? If we're talking outside of academics, I just really appreciated the trust and the control that I was allowed to have on my own daily schedule. This is, I guess, a funny example, but, you know, we all had classes at different times and I really missed my high school friends and from my old high school. And one day they all went, they were all going to. Um, they had a day off at school for some reason, and they were all going to go kayaking in the morning. So I asked my college professor if I could just go to her later section. And she said, yes. So I just went kayaking in the morning. And then I went to the later class section instead of the early class section. And it's just that type of flexibility that we would never be interested with at a traditional high school, where you're kind of locked in and watched by police outside. Um, especially, you know, if you're at a... <laughs> at a school with a lot of students of color that have the most police there. Um, it was just a lot of liberty. And I guess for some students that can be tough, but for me, it felt very trusting. And like, we were allowed to take control of our own days and our own schedules. And that gave me more confidence when I went into my four-year college because I knew that I'd done it before and I had been, you know, more than fine. And when I did it before in College Academy, it was under, you know, I still had a ton of support living with my parents and having high school teachers at the end of the day and all of that stuff. So it was kind of like a step to me, it was like a min, a halfway step to what I experienced in my four year. And I felt a lot more confident going in outside of the academics. That's just purely like schedule liberty wise, trust wise. Um. I'd say pretty much the same thing outside of academics. It was really all about the freedom. Um, but if we're talking about academics, for me, um, one of the biggest things that it taught me is uh, office hours. Obviously, you don't get that in high school um, or traditional high school. Uh, but coming to College Academy and taking actual college classes, I got to learn about office hours and how helpful they were. And then when I went to my actual university after that, uh, I, right from the start, I was able to, I knew that I had to set up the time to meet up with the professors, develop a relationship, and that that would help me with my overall grade at the end. Awesome. So in closing, I'm, I'm going to ask you a final question. And Alejandra, you, this might be easier for you because you've already done this with your sister. 
But I was thinking we started this conversation thinking about your 16-year-old self and when you were first hearing about early college when you were in 10th grade and making that decision. So I guess my final question for you is if you were talking to a 10th grader now, maybe maybe your own 16-year-old self, and you were giving uh, some advice or a reason to do an early college program, what would you say? I'd say that this is your best chance to build the future that you want for yourself. With everything that we have said that we have, Marion and I have said about getting from this program, I think that this really set us up. Um, I'm sure that we would have both done great without it, but you know, we'll never know. We are where we are because we took that chance. We made that decision to go there. And I tell my sister the same thing. When she was thinking about applying, I told her basically, you have to apply. Like there, you, you need to give yourself this opportunity. And if I could go back and tell somebody in the program, like give them one advice is you should probably apply to all Ivy League schools because you are a very competitive applicant because of this program. And I didn't really believe that back then just because nobody ever told me that. But after I went through the college process, I definitely think that anybody in a program like that has a very good chance at getting into a very high top-notch school. I was talking to a 10th grader. I would tell them that um, I honestly, I could not recommend it more. And I had no idea that I was signing up for something that would be so transformational to my life when I did it. So um, it's gonna give you freedom. It's gonna make you learn how to be more disciplined. It's gonna make you learn. It's gonna give you, again, a step-by-step, almost a sample of what a four-year college would be like if you choose to take on traditional school. And if you're somebody that you know is gonna have to be working while you're in school, it's gonna give you the flexibility to be able to do that because you're gonna have to take less credits while you do so. Um, The classes will be more, you know, slightly, more challenging depending on what you do. You'll have more access to professors. You have access to teachers that really care about you. You're amongst a bunch of really ambitious people. It is just a no regrets move if you have the transportation to get there. If you don't, then I understand why you wouldn't wanna be on a bus for six hours of your day, waking up at 4 a.m. to do that. But outside of that, um, do it. It will definitely help change your life. And I think that we should all be investing more in these programs. What a great note to end on, um, the idea of life transformation and, and the power of higher education. So in closing, I just want to remind people and thank our listeners out here for listening to today's episode of CCA on the Air podcast. We've been speaking with Alejandra Garcia. She's a paralegal at an immigration law firm in Dallas, Texas, soon to become a lawyer. And Marianne Vargas, who is a policy analyst right here at Complete College America, And they spoke about their experiences at College Academy, which is an early college in Davie, Florida, partnering with Broward Community College. Please stay tuned and listen in to more episodes of CCA on the air to hear the latest and greatest going on in higher education.